I decided to bring our comedian over from yesterday to today just to encourage our hearts. You know, for a lot of us, it's been a tough year and a half. And so I just believe there's something about the spirit of laughter, something about uh, just really laughter that's like medicine. And it'll bring healing to your soul today. Welcome to our online viewing audience and happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are watching today. Uh, for the fathers that are present in the room, we've got some things that we want to do for you to honor you and celebrate you uh, towards the end of the service. Let's pray and let's get into what God has for us on today. I want to honor uh, Apostle Frederick K.C. Price as well. I just want to take a moment to honor him and Dr. Michael Freeman and what they've meant in my life. And I just appreciate them when I was at a real low point, uh, picking me up, being there for me, praying for me, flying me out to places, ministering to me, loving on me. I mean, a good father is going to really be there for you when you need him the most. And I just thank God for both of those men and their presence uh, in my life. Father, bless our time that we have celebrating you as the ultimate D.A.D. You've been whatever's missing in our lives, all of our lives, whether we realize it or not. And we just want to take some minutes and a, and a, and a moment today to just kind of reflect on characteristics that are great about you as our Father. And then help us to mirror those and to set goals to, to be that in our own lives as it relates to our children. And so, Father, bless this time that we'll have today. We'll give you all the glory for all the good that comes out of it. In Jesus' name, amen, and so be it. Love on someone today. Elbow them, fist pump them, whatever you're comfortable doing. Smile at them, however you're comfortable. But love on somebody. This is a loving, friendly church. All right, praise God. You can follow along today. All the notes, of course, are on the Bible app as well as the YouVersion uh, Bible app as well, church online platform. Follow along there. Today we're going to minister on the subject of D-A-D. And D-A-D stands for Dedicated and Devoted. So by definition, dedicated means to be wholly committed to something. How I many know God is wholly committed to us? The word devoted means zealous and attachment. It means loyalty or affection. God is really excited about being attached to us. He's extremely loyal and affectionate towards us. The Bible attributes many characteristics to God, such as Savior, healer, friend, but I believe the most personal we can know him as is our Heavenly Father. So when we cannot or when we accept God's gift of salvation, he immediately adopts us into his family and he makes us co-heirs with his divine son, Jesus Christ. Folks, God treats us as his very own. That is so comforting to me. He gives us full access to everything that belongs to him. He bestows upon us a great inheritance, including eternal life with him. If God didn't do anything else for me, I am thankful for just those things that he's left for me. Let's read a text that supports that today in Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation, verses 14 through 17. It says, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit or those that are led by the Holy Spirit. 
And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty. The New King James Version calls that bondage, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. And I mean, a religion will always make you feel like you're never good enough. But relationship will always remind you that regardless of all of the mistakes that you made, your heavenly father still loves you and he still accepts you. Somebody ought to thank God for that. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance and folding you into the family of God and you will never feel orphaned. That word orphan means abandoned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words, of tender affection, beloved Father. New King James and King James says, Abba, Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. So whenever you're not feeling loved, whenever you're not feeling the best, whenever you feel abandoned or orphaned, the Holy Spirit's role in your life is to whisper into your ears and whisper into your spirit that you are God's beloved child. Why don't you just say that about yourself right now? Say, I am God's beloved child. Why don't you type that in online? I am God's beloved child. You should literally feel like you are his favorite child every day of your life because you really are. Verse 17 says, and since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures, for indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided we accept his sufferings as our own. And folks, all that's referring to is receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Has anybody done that in this room today? Anybody glad you've done that online or in this room? Well, I want you to give your Heavenly Father the best praise you can for accepting you into the royal family and making you his son or his daughter. I need you to know today that it is a privilege and an honor to be called a child of the Most High God. It is one of the greatest privileges ever bestowed upon man God, mankind is to be engrafted into the body of Christ and to have God as our Father. When we think of God, we should remember these fatherly qualities and consider how dedicated and devoted he is to being. And there are four of these. Number one, our life guide. How I many know we all need a guide in life? If you've ever been on vacation and you've gone out of the country, you better get a tour guide. Don't you land in another country thinking you know where to go and, and, and let me turn on my GPS. Come on, somebody. You better hire a tour guide. They will save you time and money. And maybe your life. Thank you, babe. Now, I remember we got a bad tour guide one time. We were on a cruise, and I'll never forget this guy. What was his name, babe? Coco was his name. How many of y'all know I should have known we were in trouble when I asked him his name, and he said Coco. 
We said, Coco, where's the nearest store? Coco said, way down there, over there around the corner. So Coco, we all jump in the cab. Coco takes us all around the island, back to a store. We stood in the parking lot of the store and said, isn't that the boat right there? We could have walked right across the street. Coco got all of us for about $25 a piece. How many of y'all know God is not like Coco? Anybody glad God is not like Coco? You remember that, babe? We literally walked out the store and said, wait a minute, we were just standing right there. There's the boat right there. Coco said that would be 25, 25, 25, and 25. He took us around the island to bring us right back to where we were already standing. Let's talk about our life, God. James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, the Passion Translation reads this. If anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom, and I love this, he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures. This will give you some insight into why sometimes we fail in life. Sometimes we fail in life because we don't have wisdom. We have information, we have knowledge, but wisdom gives you a, the ability to apply what you know. Yeah. And so sometimes when you see that you didn't make the right decision, do the right thing, don't get upset. Just go back and ask God for wisdom in that same situation. Yeah. And God will not only show you what you should have did, he'll show you how to correct it, fix it, so that you never even realize you made a mistake in the first place. It's just how good he is. He says he won't scold you over your favors, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. I love that. That means his generous grace will overcome all of your failures. Somebody ought to thank God for that right there because his grace is more than enough. Hallelujah. How I many know as parents, we don't always do the right thing? How I many know we don't always make the right decisions? How I many know as parents, we're doing the best that we can? But even when you miss it, his grace will overwhelm your failures. Hallelujah. That's comforting to my heart today. Verse 6 says, just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For those, for the ambivalent, ambivalent means mixed feelings about something, unable to choose between two thoughts is what ambivalent means. The person that is ambivalent believes one moment and then doubts the next moment. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and then you're tossed down the next. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you are in that condition? A lot of times I like to read the same verse in reverse, backwards. So I want you to think about this. If you have one mind about something and you ask God in faith and you choose not to doubt, then that person should believe that they're going to receive everything from the Lord. And that person then, the end result is that they're stable in all their ways. Stable in their marriage, stable in their finances, stable on the job, stable in every aspect of their lives because they have one mind about the situation. 
two opinions about the same thing makes us unstable. It's clearly telling us I cannot believe God and doubt at the same time. I cannot ask God and then doubt that he's going to give it to me. I've got to ask God for wisdom in my situation and believe that he gives that to me. How is he going to give that to you? Spend time in the word of God in prayer. And what will happen is scriptures and stories will relate to your situation and the wisdom will come from it. While you're spending time praying in other tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in your known language, wisdom will illuminate your mind and you'll have what I like to call a aha moment where that light bulb goes off and you're like, ah, that's it. That's what I'm supposed to do in this situation. God is faithful to give you that every time if you're faithful to ask him and believe and not waver in what you believed him for. Our Heavenly Father always helps us find our way in life and discover who we're meant to be. We can always come to him for advice and wisdom and share our deepest desires. Following his guidance, I love this, will never lead you astray. When you find yourself being led astray, you are not following his guidance. Number two, he is our encourager. Our heavenly father is an encourager. How I many know we all need encouragement? We all do. Isaiah 41.10 from the Passion Translation reads this way. Do not yield to fear, for I am always near. Never turn your gaze or your attention from me, for I am your faithful or your trustworthy God. I will infuse you with my strength, watch this, and help you in every situation. Then I love this. I will hold you firmly with my victorious right hand. Now, I need you to understand, if God is holding you, can't nobody take you out of his hand. Oh, I need a little better amen in this place today. I'm talking about if God is saying, I've got you, then I wouldn't be worried about whatever's trying to stop me from being what he intended for me to be. Because if God says, I'm upholding you with my victorious right hand, I wouldn't want to fight against God. And the scripture says, really, for him to raise Jesus from the dead, all he did was lifted his arm. And... That's all he did, just to raise Jesus from the dead. So I think he can get you a job. I think he can fix your marriage. Come on, somebody. Come on, I think he can help us with our kids. Come on, somebody. Come on, I think he can help me get debt free. I think that kind of God can fix this little situation I'm dealing with, right? if we'll learn to trust him. So when we feel alone and we're faced with hardships and discouraging circumstances, God reminds us to stand strong. He has given us every skill we need and he teaches us every applicable truth to get us through the tough times. His word strengthens us and his grace sustains us in our struggle. I want to be the first to tell you, as a man, I struggle. I present something, but in reality, I struggle. And I need God. I need him every day of my life. Life has a way of teaching me that I'm not what I thought I was. And I learned the moment I start thinking I'm something, life humbles me even further. Oh, I need a little help in this place today. 
And it helps me run back to the place where only God can sustain and only God can encourage. I need God. God is also our provider. Go with me to Luke chapter 12, and I'm going to read out of the message translation. Luke chapter 12. We're very familiar with this discourse from Matthew's account in Matthew chapter 6, but we never read Luke's account of not worrying about anything because our Heavenly Father has already provided everything that we need. Listen to Luke's account from the message translation, beginning at verse 22. He continued this subject with his disciples. Don't fuss or worry about what's on the table at mealtime. Or if the clothes in your closet, closet are in fashion. We, we obviously must spend a lot of time worrying about clothes. There's far more to your inner life than the food you put in your stomach and more than the outer appearance that you, the clothes that you hang on your body. So these are two areas that will tell you as human beings we are consumed with. What we're going to eat and what are we going to wear. Those two can mess up our whole day. Don't give me the right food and don't have the right clothes to wear. I'm preaching better than anybody saying amen in here right now. Some people won't even go somewhere if the food is not right and I didn't have the right outfit to wear. How's the Holy Spirit doing today? Is he all right? Ain't he all right? I know he's all right. No, he's all right. Yes. Look at the ravens, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description. Carefree in the care of God. Carefree in the care of God. Isn't that good? And you count far more. Has anyone by fussing before the mirror even gotten taller by so much as an inch? So if fussing and worrying can't even do that, why fuss at all? So this will tell you when you start fussing and complaining, it's connected to worrying. Walk into the fields and look at the wildfires, flowers. They don't fuss with their appearance but have you ever seen color and design quite like them? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to wildfires, wildflowers, most of them never ever seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, and do his best for you? Don't you think about that for a moment. If he does that for a flower, and that is not his crowning creation. You don't think he's paying attention to you. But I won't see that if I'm fussing and worrying all the time. I won't see that if I care more about how I look on the outside than I do on the inside. I won't see that if I care more about the natural food that I eat than the spiritual food. So why am I try, what am I trying to do here is to get you to relax, not be so preoccupied 
with getting so you can respond to God's giving. Let me slow down for a moment. See, if you stop chasing stuff and spend more time chasing God, what that verse is saying is God will give you all the stuff that you're chasing if you become preoccupied with him. Come on, I'm preaching better than anybody saying amen in here, right? This was so good to me in the message. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. You'll find all of your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. So if you understand what he said, not only do I want to feed you and put clothes on you, I want to give you everything in the kingdom. If I can just get you to quit being so preoccupied. I'll close with our protector today. I told you I wouldn't be up before you long. Unless you say, keep on going, Pastor. If you say, that's good, Pastor. Say this one right here. Say, take your time, Pastor. Let's look at him as our protector. Psalms number 121. And let's read verses 1 through 8. This will bless your soul right here, and I'll close. Psalms 121. I'm just going to read it. I don't need to add much to it. Passing translation says here, I look up to the mountains and hills longing for God's help. But then I realize that our true help and protection comes only from the Lord, our creator, who made the heavens and the earth. He will guard and guide me, never letting me stumble or fall. God is my keeper. He will never forget nor ignore me. He will never slumber nor sleep. See, if God doesn't sleep, then you need to go to sleep at night. Why are you up worrying all night long? If he's staying up, both of y'all don't need to stay up. You need to go to sleep and trust that he's got you. Hello, somebody. Why? Because he said, I give my beloved sweet sleep. He will never forget nor ignore me. Verse 4, stanza 4 says, He will never slumber nor sleep. He is the guardian God for his people, Israel. Jehovah himself will watch over you. He's always at your side to shelter you safely in his presence. He's protecting you from all danger, both day and night. He will keep you from every form of evil or calamity, including COVID. It, you know, it, it'll be a Delta variant, of course. If everybody don't get the vaccine, there'll be another variant that we need to be careful of, and it'll just keep going. But what I'm telling you is God can protect you from it. Oh, I need a little better amen in here today. If you believe that. Did you all hear what I just said? If you won't waver a doubt on that, I promise you the blood is stronger than COVID. I wish I was in a church that had a whole lot of faith. Boy, I said, I promise you, the blood of Jesus 
is stronger. He will keep you from every form of evil or calamity as he continually watches over you. You will be guarded by God himself. You will be safe when you leave your home and safe when you return. It's interesting that they tried to keep us in the house. But God said we'll be safe when we leave and when we return. That's why I kept leaving. Because I trusted that he would protect me and, and allow me to return safely. The blood has not lost its power. I will not let fear drive me in a hole. Hello, somebody, into the closet. Hello, somebody. Not with these kind of promises. He will protect you, and, he, and he'll protect you forevermore. I'm done. So we all have an innate desire to know our fathers. I actually didn't have a relationship with my father growing up in the natural. But I mean, oh, God more than picked up the slack. And to be loved by them. While earthly dads will fall short at times, we have a perfect heavenly father who wants us to know him and he loves us immensely. I want to leave you with these thoughts. He is dedicated and devoted to guiding us, encouraging us, providing for us, and protecting us. Can we give the greatest father ever known to mankind? A good hallelujah praise for Father's Day. Come on, celebrate your heavenly father. Come on, honor your heavenly father. Come on, glorify your heavenly father. Father, I thank you for guiding me. I thank you for encouraging me. I thank you for providing for me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for protecting me. Thank you for being a father to me. Thank you for your grace making up for all of my mistakes, Father, and covering me. I love you today. I honor you today. I adore you today. And I'll serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you for adopting me into your family. Thank you for making me an heir of you and a co-heir with your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving me access to everything in your kingdom. Thank you for healing. Thank you for provision. Thank you for peace. Thank you for joy. Thank you for everything. You're the best father I could have ever asked for. Thank you for it. Thank you for teaching me how to be a man. Thank you for teaching me how to be a, a husband. Thank you for teaching me how to be a father. And thank you for making up for the areas where I didn't meet the standard. Your grace was sufficient. Thank you for that today. Thank you for counting me faithful and placing me into the ministry. Thank you for it, Father. Everything that I am is because of you. You gave us this building. You gave Linked Up Church these wonderful people. We would have none of it if it was not for you. And today I stand here thankful. And I say happy Father's Day to you every day of my life. Hallelujah. If you're in here today and you don't know the Father as your personal Lord and Savior, 
you don't have a relationship with him through Jesus Christ, please, on this Father's Day, allow me to pray for you, male or female. He'll be the difference in your life, I promise you. If you don't know him, know him today. You'll never forget this Father's Day. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, I am saved. I got away. I went back out into the world. I know I'm living in a way that God is not pleased with. He might not be pleased with it, but he's not mad at you. He's literally waiting with open arms, just waiting on you to come home. He never left you. You left him. And you're saying on this Father's Day, I want to rededicate my life back to the Father. That's you. I want to pray with him for you. My last invitation today, maybe you don't have a church home. I believe Linked Up Church is a, a great church. I believe it's a growing church. It's not a perfect church, but it's a growing church. If you want to receive my wife and I as your pastors and this staff, we'll pray for you every single day of our lives. And just like today, every time you come in this building, we want to make sure that you get the Word of God and the Word of God only. So now, while every head is bowed in prayer, no one moving, no one talking unless you've been assigned to do so. If you're in this building or you're watching online right now and you want to give your life to Christ, I want to pray with you. If you want to rededicate your life to God, I want to pray with and for you. If you want to join Linked Up Church, I want to pray with and for you. But the only way I will know that you desire my prayers is by the lifting up of your hand. So if you want prayer on any one of those three invitations, would you shoot your hand up in the air right now? Just lift it up as high as you possibly can and let me include you in on this prayer. God bless you, sir. I see that hand right there. I see that hand all the way back there in the back. Anyone else today online? I, I've got some information for you in a moment. You want to give your life to Christ? You want to come back to Christ? Or you want to join Linked Up Church? If you raised your hand or you didn't raise your hand, but in your heart, you know you should have. Give yourself a gift on today. Step into the nearest aisleway. Come meet me right down here at the front. Linked Up Church, give them a big round of applause as they come. Come on down now in Jesus' name. Come on, church, make them feel real good today. God bless you. God bless both of you gentlemen. God bless you. Anyone else want to come? If you get down here before we finish this prayer, it's not too late. Sometimes, dear people, God bless you, sir. Thank you for your obedience today. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you for your obedience. Come on, Link Up Church. Encourage people. Encourage people. I just want to say, just in case someone was wondering, this is not a male altar call. This is a human being altar call. So don't feel like if you're a female and you need God, come get what you need today because he's your father also. So if there anyone else, sometimes you bring people with you. Sometimes it's just a nice encouragement to say, hey, do you need me to go down there with you? Do you want to make any one of those three uh, decisions today? If you're not standing right now out of respect for an altar call, could you please stand for a few moments and pray? You're not standing right now. Could you all do that? If you're able, out of respect and honor for an altar call. 
Anybody else who wants to come down, if you get down here before I finish this prayer, it's not too late. If you all would, lift one hand towards heaven because that's where your help comes from. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, you online as well. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. And all my sins are forgiven in Jesus' name. Linked Up Church, celebrate these people today. If you all would, look right to your left, my right. Follow that young man right there. He's going to show you more clearly from the Word of God. Praise God. If, if you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart, do that at the end, babe. Do that at the end. If you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart, listen to me very carefully. If you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart, you believe you just gave your life to Christ, you just came back to Christ, or you would like to join Linked Up Church, text get connected to the number that you see on your screen. We have a staff here that is just right standing by waiting to follow up with you. It would warm heaven's heart if you would take that next step by texting, get connected to that number on your screen. If all you can do is type on your screen, I prayed that prayer from my heart, then do that right now. We'll see it and we will follow up with you accordingly. God bless you and thank you for joining the body of Christ today. We're glad to have you. All right. This time, please remain standing. Now, we, we want to give you some good medicine today through laughter. And so, I want to introduce very quickly our speaker today. Marcus D. Wiley is a premier entertainer. Excuse me, babe, babe, class babe, of babe, I'm sorry. I needed to do this um, real quickly and insert it before we had brought on our special guest. I didn't want to miss the opportunity to do this. I was going to use that to trick you, but you caught me. But... I want to very quickly, you know, oftentimes I only celebrate him as my husband. <laughs>